Hi, this is Kat. This is Alistair. And this is Ali Cat bringing you BAM Pot Productions. Podcast. Podcast. The podcast on BAM Pot Productions Pod. The podcast at BAM Pot Productions Pod. The, yes. Yeah, okay. Mm. So I buggled that up. No, I, Let's I, move I, on. No, well, okay. Let's move on. Right. Topical news. Yep. Ukraine, again. Oh. Uh... Russia has annexed and made the biggest land grab since the Second World War. And they are showing up through sham elections that are hitting 100% of Ukrainians voting in those bits to be part of Russia. Absolutely. Unbelievable. And the Ukrainian military is just taking every town back. And there's just videos on YouTube of Russian soldiers running away or surrendering. So it doesn't look to me like Putin's army tiger army is really a real tiger with a bite it looks like it's a paper tiger with no bite so you know uh that's been happening um yeah i don't and putin keeps saying that he's gonna drop the big one like you know the big one being a nuke yeah and Zelensky is um saying bring it on so you've got two eastern european men trying to one-up one another, it's going to end really well. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when someone keeps saying that they're going to do something they don't, it tends to yeah. be a bluff and they tend not to do it, but can we take that chance? Biden administration has already said if that happens, um, then they're going to retaliate. I don't really know what that means because if Biden also goes nuclear, is mutually assured destruction, which is why I think Putin probably wouldn't do it. Because I don't think he's mad. I think he's bad, but he's still got sense. Um, the Biden administration also, a little short while ago, said that if any oil or gas, that if any gas came through Nord Stream 2, that something would be done about it. He did? Yeah. Yeah. And then the pipe was blown up. So conspiracy theorists are saying, well, the Americans haven't done it. And you did make the very good point that Americans could then sell oil and gas to the Europeans. Yes. Uh, because they do actually uh, mine for oil, as we know, in Texas. And they shale gas now as well. I mean, well, I mean, they frack shale gas. I mean, um, so I... I don't, yeah, I'm not, so there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, there's a lot of hands in the pie, yeah. um, the juggling act of the geopolitics of this world, I don't, I mean, like, have you got any thoughts on it? Not especially, no. Not, not especially? Not right now. Right, okay. So, I'm just going to do the pod, like, I talk and I ask you your opinion, you just go, not especially. Well, that was a good, that's what, three minutes? That's about, right? What? Uh, you don't have a single thought. Wow. So what, okay. what... Great. We're talking about Ukraine. Yes. And Russia. <laughs> yes. And... Your razor focus. <laughs> you were saying, it's pretty much what we talked about the other day. Not that. We mm. didn't talk about Nord Stream 2. No. I guess Or not. did we? We did, actually. We did uh, one on Ukraine. And we did one, and we also talked a bit about that budget. That was our other... Oh, okay. I thought, specifically to to this, we could talk about the bridge in Crimea. That's a good idea. It was blown up today. Yeah. 
I don't know what I've been thinking. It seems Alistair is quite focused and I'm all over the place. I'm not sure we did talk about it in that much detail, but we did talk about Ukraine the other day, uh, the nuclear threat. Yeah. The... Well, I don't know if we mentioned Nord Stream 2, though. We may not have done. I thought we had, but I'm really? not too sure. I thought we did that in the first one we came back. Okay. But, but okay. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. Okay. Um, right. Today in the media, in yeah. the morning, it's saying that there was an explosion on the Crimean Bridge, the only bridge that links Russia to Crimea. But Crimea is still linked to Ukraine. But Crimea, yeah, is still yeah. linked to Ukraine, although the Russians... Control. ...took it over yeah, around about 2014. Got you. When there was... When the pro-Moscow head of state was kicked out and ran away during protests in 2014. That was when the Russians sent in the tanks into eastern Ukraine, mm -hmm. into the Donbass region where there was a lot of fighting around right about that time. That. Crimea and the politicians in Crimea, yeah. who I'm sure are not particularly impartial. I don't think it was particularly that democratic. But in their parliament, they did shore up support for Russia. Yeah. And Crimea did become part of Russia. So that was also a land grab in in a way, although according to, and it could be misinformation and maybe the majority of people in Crimea don't align themselves with Russia or they just don't care. Um, but, you know, they, they did say that they ethnically view themselves as Russian and they side more with Russia than they do with Ukraine. So That's maybe true. the majority of the people there did want to be part of Russia. Yeah. Anyway, this is a land bridge. Um, and yeah, it's been blown up. We've seen recordings of the explosion um i don't really know how there could be an explosion on a bridge unless it was intentional so i believe there's a, a fuel line actually runs next to it or a fuel depot or something there was that something to do with next fuel thing, right? next to it yeah so right but um the ukrainian special forces i think or intelligence they said that they they, they took responsibility for it so did uh, they yeah yeah and actually i thought i saw it was quite funny this morning i read on on twitter a number of um, uh, commentators, um, open source kind of intelligence, people that think they know a lot, but to be fair, they're pretty good at, at looking at this stuff. They were saying that the bridge, they were laughing because the Russians were saying that the bridge would be operational again by the end of the day, um, and it didn't look like it could be, given the... <laughs> Wait, given how, they've blown it up? Yeah, given they've blown up a large section of it. However, um, they actually did open it, in fairness, and said it's now safe for road traffic, and rail traffic will follow soon-ish. I showed you that photo of the bridge just now, the section that's quote-unquote safe. Um, and it didn't... Wait, would you describe it, it as safe? I mean, it didn't look safe to me. Also, have they done the necessarily health and safety checks has been awfully quick that they've decided to open it back up i would say if the russians are saying they've done the health and safety checks i have no reason to doubt because <laughs> we all know health and safety is such um an intrinsic part of the russian way of life correct Hence why on YouTube there's all these car crashes and explosions that happen inside their own country yeah yeah, because they're really big in health and safety. Well, yeah. But surely if you blow up a bridge, there would be large chunks of the bridge missing, because it looked like quite a big explosion. What? Surely if you blow up a bridge... <laughs> I heard you. There would be large chunks of it missing. Well, you'd think so, but, you know, this is also the Ukrainians we're talking about. They have the... <laughs> 
Uh, before so the Ukrainian law have said it's them, but it's not actually stopped cars or traffic going then. No, it hasn't. No. But wouldn't that be the point? See, I thought when they said that there was an explosion and it affected the bridge, that they would have wanted the bridge like to have been so that no one can actually drive across it. Yeah. But, but now they've just bung the people back on. I think so. Yeah. Oh. I mean, couldn't it have been that big an explosion then? It mustn't have done that much damage. Maybe it's just it's hard to hit bridges. I mean, they're thin and they're long as well. Maybe so you can hit one cause section. Maybe it damage and it's gonna wear away at yeah. it. And then what you hear of next is all the cars and the vehicles right. and the rail are just collapsing. Maybe that they didn't want to destroy it completely. It was more of a warning to say, "Hey, look, you know, we've got this capability. Can you please stop? You know, occupying the rest of our country." Yeah, can you please fuck off? Yeah, just a statement of like intent. Yeah, we can hit Crimea. So, um, you know, what's your next step? Uh, I. Actually, I think Crimea has been relatively unaffected. Actually, by the whole thing. By the thing, yeah. Because it's not physically near the fighting. Because Ukraine's quite a big country. Secondly, it's shored up by Russia. So this probably will really set a lot of people there rattling. So maybe their lives have continued on relatively normal considering their country's at war. Right. Because even parts of Western Ukraine, maybe things have continued on fairly normally. Yeah. Because the fighting generally tended to be in the east and they never got as far as Kiev. Because remember, in Kiev, they blew up a lot of the bridges because they didn't want the Russians to get there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, they did, and then the Russians have been doing the same thing on the way back, stopping the, yeah. the Ukrainians from advancing. Jeez, oh, the whole thing's a, a shit show. Oh, I didn't think it would ever get this. Actually, it's weird because... From start to finish. There's a lot of stuff that's always been happening in my own life in a personal... Um, way and I just kept and that actually started to hit off when the war began and the war and what was happening to me ran parallel and I just kept thinking it couldn't get worse for me or for the Ukrainians and it just went from bad oh yeah the whole year just yet to horrendous to hellish and hellish now is the possibility of nuclear war (laughs) Which, to be honest with you, if Putin... I mean, you have mentioned a small nuke. Now, I know nothing about it, even if it was small. And say you're saying you could have nukes, it could only... I mean, we are using the word only here when it comes to deaths. Because that's how numb we are now to the actual deaths in Ukraine. Because that's all that they've talked about in the news, is the deaths Uh and the fatalities and the casualties. So, you had mentioned even that, that it could only be like a couple hundred. I mean... Even if he, even if Putin launched like a small nuke, and let's say he took out like a town the size that we're in, yeah, and let's say if it only did take out a couple of hundred, that's nuclear. Mm-hmm. Biden couldn't stand for that. I don't think even if it was small. So the Americans I, have I really said what so. they would it's do. It's a sure destruction. No, I don't think so. I think for Putin it would be because. I think then his own people would need to deal with him. I don't think that is true. I really don't. I think don't. so, because I think then he would have gone mad if he'd done that. It's not mutually assured, though. I think the Americans but view it as a light... I think the, but the Americans view this as a strong possibility. And I think they have a good understanding of what 
the situation is and actually what the calculations are that are being made by Putin and his, you know, army. Military. Um, it's a phrase been popped up quite a lot recently in the commentary on this, which is escalate to de-escalate. So apparently, and I had no idea of this, but apparently it's something the Russians used to do and loved doing was to escalate things massively with the intention of it helping you to de-escalate it immediately afterwards. What um, if that bluff doesn't? Yeah, what if that exactly. bluff goes horrendously and I'm, wrong I'm when it comes to nuclear weapons and war? I'm 100% sure that is a very solid doctrine throughout that they use in, mm. in, in these major events. <laughs> when it comes to war and nuclear weapons? Yeah. No, I wouldn't say so. So, but either way, that's kind of the idea that they're talking about. I think if a very small weapon was used, if it was... the thing But is, it was nuclear, you're saying? Even if it was nuclear, the thing is... Small warhead, as they say. Nuclear weapons are not particularly... They are pretty horrendous. They're not. They're not necessarily... Any radioactivity fallout? Nope. Uh, depending on the weapon, how it's used, there can be almost zero fallout. So, if a weapon is used... And as an if it's detonated in the air above the ground, then there's almost no fallout at all. Like it's negligible. You can be really close to it and not. If it's only outside the but blast, you can be outside of it. Even if it lands on the ground, people compare it to nuclear power plants, which do spew out a ton and they make areas uninhabitable for, um, I mean, minimum decades, but potentially hundreds of thousands of years. Like nuclear power plants are really bad nuclear weapons on the other hand even if they land on the ground and they bring up fallout is when the nuclear weapon brings in a lot of dust and dirt from the ground brings it high up into the air and that dust and dirt from the ground is made radioactive and that falls out of the sky that's that's the fallout the thing is that radiation dissipates really quickly um you know, most of the area where the fallout lands, you don't really even need to take any precautions. Even if you stay inside for a few hours, it'll be fine. It'll pass in that time. Even if you're in an area very badly affected by it, it's kind of two weeks staying inside and you'll have almost no impact from it. Um, the fallout threat is not as big as I think some people think. And particularly if it's one small weapon or even just a few small weapons that are used, you could actually have zero impact long term from this. Like the farms could go back to being farms around it. Um, people could live without really even knowing about it. Um, and actually we've tested thousands of nuclear weapons on the earth up to this point. Um, we detonate them, you know, it was every few months during the Cold War they were detonating weapons to test every all the countries that have them. Um, they don't have a particularly lot. I mean, even in just Nevada, thousands were, well, maybe not thousands, but hundreds were detonated in Nevada. No, lots of people ended up sick. Not in Nevada. With um, lung diseases. Nope. That was a legit thing. Like, a lot of people that lived around there did end up. And it did take a long time and years later. Like, I'm sure that I read that. I don't think so. There were some mm. tests where people, I know some soldiers um, were told to march into like these areas to see the effect. I know there were certain specific instances where it went wrong, but you know, the long-term effect is that, you know, this was just a few miles away from Las Vegas and people still live there today. There may be a slightly higher instance of cancer in the area, but it's not uninhabitable or mm. particularly damaging by any means. I um, don't know. Yep. Mm -hmm. But just to finish that off, I do think I think even if Putin does, if Putin launches one tiny weapon 
Okay. A tiny nuke. It's still a nuke. Well, let's say it takes out the size of three farms, okay, and zero people die in it. I think the Americans will respond exactly as they've said they will, which is a very large but conventional strike, and then it's up to Russia to decide what they want to do from there. It may also be that before that time comes, Zelensky falls out of favour. People forget this, like, in the moment, but the people that the West loves in power changes very quickly. There was a time Saddam Hussein was the best friend of the West. Um, the mass murdering dictator that actually We loved him when he did more. that. Yep, we loved him at the worst of his, his killing of the Kurds. We gave him the weapons to do that. And then suddenly he made a little mistake and he invaded Kuwait and suddenly he's the worst A enemy. little mistake? Yeah. That invasion was war. It that's was a little. Point. But that's kind of my point. Like, my point is that like, no one cared when he was murdering his own people. He was a friend of it. I actually... But as soon as he tried to affect the global supply of oil, he yes, was like, gotta take this guy it. out. Well, Same thing with Zelensky. Zelensky could also fall out of favour. You know, if he starts pushing for NATO policy or demanding nuclear war, it may be that... Are they not trying to fast-track the NATO policy? No, he asked for it and NATO went, ah, no, like, we're not getting involved. they don't want it this minute because yeah. of the conflict, which, like, means that it's a big boy with no punch. I will let you come back in. I just want to finish that okay. exact last point there about the nuclear war. I think... It could be the case that in a month's time or so that we are not happy to support Zelensky or his actions or he may he can do a lot of things that would cause him to fall out of favour with West the West and NATO. Um, it may be that we decide we don't really want to be backstopping his nuclear threats at all and that we actually quite like the idea of Russia, you know, annexing the remaining land they've taken and leaving, you know, that is the borderline that just gets fought between the two. And if Putin wants to use a single nuke to solidify that border, it might be the case that we go, yeah, actually, Zelensky's gone a bit nuts. We, we're happy just to draw the line there. That's fine. Well, well these are all what-ifs. I are, mean, anything could happen. That is possible. I'm not saying that it's not. Um, sorry, just to go back to what you're saying about the nukes, a little tiny nuke that takes out three farms. Yeah. Intelligence would would pro would definitely make it known but to me it's like it's a slippery slope though alistair sure that's a nuke it's tiny it's taking out three farms what if the next one's bigger and it takes out more farms and more people in more towns to me it's a slippery slope it's like a tiny snowball that begins in the alps and it gathers speed like i'm just i'm just not i yeah, I'm just I'm just not convinced, and I'm just not convinced that there's not as much long term fatalities when it comes to the radioactive fallout. Mm -hmm. I thought there was more Nevada than what you're saying. I think it's pretty horrendous that they made the soldiers walk in afterwards because probably all of them are dead now, like long gone. Oh, it was they were probably quite sick afterwards. It was because... in the sixties anyway, so they'd probably be dead regardless. No, but that's not the point. The point is that they well, use them as rats. It's just like as Guinea lab rats. Yes. Yeah, well. Um, and what you see, see, to me, is a slippery slope when it comes to these small nukes. Like, mm. I, I, I just... And there is a reason why Putin hasn't nuked yet. Because I think he knows himself that that would... I mean, how much can his own people really... Particularly the people around about him that have, that have the power to take him out, but maybe not the balls, actually take? Because they know that if he goes nuclear, even in a small way that can grow very quickly. Yeah. Or they don't know how the West, a.k.a. the US, would then retaliate. So I think then they know, well, 
we need to have the balls to do something about him. So, I, I mean, to me, you're saying it's not instantly mutually assured destruction. I think he could well get on his way, even if it's what you say, a tiny warhead. That's my take on it. Yeah. That is my take on it, no? I agree. I agree with you as well, though. There are probably really small nukes that could take out a couple of farms. See, like, we're, like, talking about this so casually. Like, oh, yeah, it's just a couple of farms. It's risky. It's, like, it still can, people. It's still lives. It can escalate. I think that's the danger. Um, it's just, all I'm saying is I can see... I think it's a stupid thing to do. Just, <sighs> well, that's what I mean. I think the most likely outcome, even if one is used, is that we probably don't go in after it. I think. I think that's more likely than... I don't think we risk everything for it, because... Well, no one defended the Japanese when Nagasaki and Hiroshima were nope. nuked. In fact, they capitulated immediately, right? They, they did, went yeah. on the waves and they went, yeah, yeah, it's done with. Done. And I think that caused them to be very insular for five decades, but they also developed very quickly as a nation in terms of infrastructure and economy. Like, after the war, they did and they capitulated to the Americans and they let the Americans in. And it's weird how the Japanese are quite xenophobic, nationalistic people. Yeah, they're really into burgers and baseball, which Wait, is very is that American. Right? Yeah, they're really into baseball in Japan. I know that. And burgers, which actually, I would say, are both very cliche American things. Yeah. And, they be, and they're quite an insular country. But their ambitions prior to that and one of the reasons why they bombed Pearl Harbor and why they were in Southeast Asia and they were in Malaysia they actually were very mean to a lot of people um, and they did set up camps actually and a lot of the British that were in Malaysia at the time were actually put into the camps um, they were quite horrendous actually they were quite cruel in a lot of ways and they had these kind of what you call global ambitions that all ended when they were nuked and they capitulated immediately and they really just became quite neutered um neutered yeah but they did focus internally on their own country and they did develop very quickly in a short amount of time well, uh, the following did, yeah. yeah the following they say in the history books of modern japan the following four to five decades they really pushed the country internally and they did develop very qu quickly it's probably one of the reasons why they have the oldest why they have the most amount of oldest people in the world because there's a lot of people that are actually in their 90s in Japan it's, and like that to me is a sign of development and the development of the country sure thing not that that would be a positive for Ukraine like they've they still also had a, a massive nuclear plant meltdown so clearly the radiation in Fukushima yeah the radiation didn't have that big an impact <sighs> just saying just saying we don't know the impact I like, know. it devastated like that tidal wave devastated a lot of coastal towns my uncle and i'm sure a lot TEPCO. of people did die what my uncle works for tepco what's tepco isn't that the company that managed the plant really tokyo electric isn't it your uncle who's from rural scotland works for a japanese plant he's a japanese man yeah interesting how his race changes depending on the pod we're doing you, well, you don't know we're from rural Scotland. We haven't told the viewers that. <laughs> okay, you're not from rural Scotland. 
Anywhere. You're from urban Scotland. <laughs> wow. Also, they've, they've not sussed you out yet. No, no one has. Um, no, I don't. I don't. My uncle doesn't work for Tedco. But <laughs> I just thought I could win that argument if I quoted someone they knew. But I just quickly went, wait, what? Your uncle works for this Wubo Japanese company. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I do believe we have gone over our times somewhat um it's hard to end that awful topic that we've just talked about on a cheery note but like i said how could things possibly get worse wait and see we'll be back tomorrow (laughs) to let you know how bye from cat bye from alistair bye from alley cat at bampot pod check us out on twitter at bampot pod at Bampot Pod. At I said that. Bampot Pod. I did say that. At Bampot Pod. Okay. Right. Bye from me. Bye from me. And bye from Bampot Productions. Oh, we did that bit. But yeah, we did. I just told you we did that. Bye. Bye. bye.